So we were doing Bible studies, we transitioned into doing more of like a uh, discussion, small group uh, setting. Uh, we're, we're going through this book called Welcome to Adulting. Uh, if you guys don't have it, I highly encourage you guys to get it. It talks about faith, finances, friendships, and the future. Uh, excellent book so far. I believe we've learned quite a bit about a number of things. And so if you guys were here for third Sunday of last month, uh, we talked about purpose. I shared with you guys out of, uh, I taught you guys out of First Peter chapter 2, verse 9, and how we, we have a purpose in this life, and it's not exactly what the world makes it out to be. And along with that purpose, every, everything that we do, uh, when, when we have uh, our, our purpose in mind, everything that we do changes, or at least it should, uh, when we have an accurate view of what our purpose should be in this life. And so as, as we continue through this book, I noticed that we, we talk about submission to authority and the, the workplace uh, and money. And, and I realized it was kind of like a recurring theme, even when they were talking about the workplace and such. Um, and so if you guys could guess what today's message is going to be about, it's going to be about money. Now, um, as, as I continue in this, uh, in this message for you guys, I have a question uh, for you guys, as I usually do. Uh, what's... What's the craziest thing you've done to sneak in some snacks into a movie theater? I know you guys have done some things. Come on, don't lie. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> hey, James 5.16, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another, man. <laughs> Use a friend who has a purse? Okay, yeah, I've done that one. Anyone else done anything crazy? Same? You, get, you find that friend with the, the token female friend with the purse? Okay. <laughs> All right, it's going to sound weird, but what? <laughs> Damn, but did you get caught though? No? Hey, <laughs> clean. <laughs> so so you, you wore double boxers, you wore an extra large pair of boxers, taped it at the leg, and then put a bunch of snacks up in there. And you walked up there. Did you wear like some cargo pants or something? <laughs> Uh-huh. Look like skater pants. <laughs> oh, man, that is, that is quite the story. I've actually done something rather similar, which is what I wanted to share with you guys right now. Probably not that extreme. I think you, you take, you take uh, first place here. But uh, I did something similar when I, when I was in college. I, uh, I went to the movies with my friends, and... We would get like free movie tickets uh, just as students. We would stand in line at, at the, uh, the student board, blah, 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 ASPB, I think it was called. And uh, we'd wait in line, we'd show our student ID, we'd get our, we'd get our, uh, our movie ticket. And then 
I remember, I, I don't even remember what movie we were gonna watch, but we, we, we got there a little early and my friends are like, so we're Mexican and we're like, hey, like we, gotta, we gotta stop by the 7-Eleven or the 99 and you know, stock up on some snacks before we go in, because uh, we're broke college students. And uh, so, so we go to 7-Eleven, we, we get a bunch of stuff and you know, just licorice, this, that, and the other. My friend, he's got cargo shorts with the side pockets, so he puts stuff in there. My friend, she has a little purse and you know, she, she puts snacks in there. And, and another friend put snacks in his jacket pocket. And like, I was wearing a t-shirt and some like, loose-fitting jeans. And so I was just like, all right, so I got some chips. I don't even know why I got chips. If you guys know me, I don't really like chips. But I got some chips just to play along. And so, uh, so I get some chips, and I'm like, all right, like, where am I gonna, how am I going to do this or, or what? I tried to put them in my pocket. didn't work. And so what I ended up doing was that because my, my pants were a little loose-fitting, I just so happened to whoo, uh, put them up in there. And so you know, I'm walking, and like the, I'm like trying to make sure the bag doesn't crunch. I'm like, I'm walking in there and I give them my ticket. I'm like, all right, thank you very much. And you know, I'm, I'm, I'm walking in there, they don't catch me, take out the chips, we all have a good time. Uh, and so I, as, as I was preparing for this, I was thinking like, why, why, why do we do that? Why, why do we try to sneak snacks into a movie theater? You know, I figured like, okay, for one, the snacks are expensive at the movie theater. Uh, and two, I, it's because we wanna make our experience a little better, right? I mean, I mean what, what's better than watching a, a really great movie uh, than, than watching it with, with a group of great friends and some great snacks that you really enjoy, right? We're, so uh, in a nutshell, we're trying, to, we're trying to make our experience better. And the reason I share this with you guys is because uh, in some strange way, shape, or form, a lot of us who call ourselves Christians tend to try to do the same thing when we think about heaven. It's like we, we have all of these material possessions and we have numbers, digits in the bank account or whatever, and some of us might be living our lives with the intention of trying to somehow, some way, without even intentionally doing it, enrich our experience when we get into heaven. So we think about you know, all, all of these commodities that we have, whether it's our, our car or you know, the, the, the latest and greatest phone or shoes or, or whatever, and, and, uh, and people tend to, to live for this kind of stuff, right? Uh, in some strange, twisted way, still trying to enrich, quote unquote, their experience uh, when we get to heaven. And it's just like, it just, it's like an oxymoron. It, just, it doesn't work. And I believe Jesus himself, you know, says, uh, he's like, don't store up for yourself treasures here that are going to, either someone's going to break in and steal or that it's just going to, you know, get uh, rusty or moths are going to eat it or, or whatever, right? Uh, but rather store up for yourself treasures in heaven. And so with that in mind, uh, like I said last month, I, I talked about our purpose. And part of our purpose is to, to live our life the way God calls us to according to his word. Uh, and according to his word, God has quite a bit to say about money. And so uh, another question that I have for us is what if we stopped viewing money as, as, as simply a uh, means to an end or, or as a form of satisfaction, but rather as a tool or as a resource? Or, or literally anything else you might have. It doesn't have to be money. So let me take you guys to 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 17 through 19. This is a letter that the Apostle Paul wrote to this uh, young pastor of, of the church of Ephesus. His name was Timothy. And, uh, and, and Paul writes them, you know, this six-chapter letter on how to conduct the affairs of the church and in this chapter, he's starting to talk about, um, early on in the chapter, he talks about uh, dealing with false teachers and how some people are going to come and try to preach something against 
what the Word of God says, people who try to use uh, the, the, the Bible or church as a means to financial gain. And so Paul is like, you know, he's, he's warning Timothy about these, uh, these false teachers. And then he's giving him instructions on uh, how, how to conduct uh, your money. And so 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 17 through 19 says, Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. In this way, they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age, so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. Let me pray real quick. Father, I pray that as I continue to uh, teach and explain your word to my brothers and sisters here, that you would speak through me, God, that it would, be, it would not be my, my, my ideas or, or my, my opinions, God, but just every, every last word that comes out of my mouth, would it, would it be your words, God? Would you, would you encourage me to do so, Father? Would you help me to build your people up, Lord? And, and would you help them to be receptive to, to what you have to say to us today, Lord? And may we walk out of here transformed, Lord, as, as we get the rest of our week started. In Jesus' name. All right. So just to kind of break down what Paul is saying, he gives a command. He says, command those who are rich. Now, uh, you guys might be thinking, like, okay, maybe I'm not rich, right? Maybe we're not rich according to the United States standards. But if you compare how much we, the average household in the United States makes compared to the rest of the world, if you make at least $20,000 a year, that's after taxes, $20,000, it's not too much you are in, in the top 3% wealthiest people in the world. So just kind of think about that for a second. If you make at least $20,000 a year, that's, that puts you in the top 3.65% richest people in the world. So Paul is saying, command those who are rich. I'm here to tell us maybe we're a little more rich than we think we are. Um, and uh, he says, command those who are rich in this present world. So not only is he talking about people who are rich, but people who are rich in this present world. Right? And what he, what he means by, by this is that if, if you have resources in this life right here, right now, Paul's saying, don't be arrogant. Don't, do not put your trust or your hope in these things that, like I said earlier, that Jesus himself said will, can easily be gone in, in from one instant to the next. Whether it's your bank account, the IRS can show up and audit you, and all of a sudden you're just like, what happened? You know, you could lose your job, uh, your car could break down, you know. Whatever it is, whatever it is in this world that is a material possession, that is uh, money or, or, or whatever else, Paul says, I give you this command. If you're, if you're rich, do not put your hope in any of these things. He says, which is so uncertain. But to put their hope in God who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. And this is pretty crazy because that means that even the things that we have don't belong to us. They technically belong to God. We have them because God has enabled and allowed us to actually have them. He has given us the breath in our lungs. He has given us the capacity to, to work with our, our, our hands and, and our bodies and our minds, uh, to, to go to school, to, to, to do our jobs. And so even if we think that these things belong to us, at the end of the day, God is still responsible for even allowing us to have them. And so a, que a good question for us to ask ourselves is, are we trusting more in what God may provide or is providing, or are we trusting in God himself? I think oftentimes whenever we, we, 
we uh, end up in, in some sort of crisis, whether it's financial or uh, whatever, whatever the case might be, sometimes we, we trust a little more and like, well, I know that God is going to give me this, right? And we, we focus more on the this that God might give us or may give us than in God himself. Then entrusting, like, you know what, God, I, I, I entrust myself to you in this, in this moment of, of need, whether it's uh, with a job, whether it's something, like I said, uh, f financial in, in, uh, in respect to, to what this text uh, is saying, right? Um, and so as, as, as we kind of explore this, this question, right, am I, am I hoping more in what I think God is going to provide, even though it's not here yet, or am I hoping more in God himself? And so, like I said earlier, uh, God is responsible for even allowing us to have everything that we have. And I remember I once heard, um, it's in a commentary book for uh, those of you who might be interested in the name of the book. It's called The, the Royal Route to Heaven. And, and in this book, uh, they, I remember I, I read something that just totally blew my mind. And they said that uh, everything that God has, he has given to you. Think about that for a second. Everything like the creator of the universe, the, the, the king of kings, the lord of lords, everything that he has in, in heaven, he, he's, got, he's got, you know, all these crazy jewels and, and, and rubies and, and this and that and, and all of these things in the kingdom of heaven, everything that he has belongs to us if we are in Jesus Christ and he has given it to us. He's given us his grace, his peace, his mercy, his love, his kindness, and the list goes on. Yet, why is it still so hard for us to give him everything that we have, even though it already belongs to him? You guys ever think about that? And so as, as, we, as we think about these questions, right, okay, everything I have belongs to God, what, what, what do I do about it? Right? And I think instead of what the majority of the world uh, tells us to do with our money or our resources, they say, hey, just, you know, just uh, treat yourself, right, or uh, just you know, splurge or, or, or whatever, uh, but instead of, instead of spending, why don't we replace that word with investing? Don't spend, invest. Paul gives another command in verse 18. He says, command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. What, what, is, what does it look like to do good? That could look like so many different Things, it's, it's not necessarily that, uh, that you know, you donate all of your money to charity or something like that, but even in, in, the, in the most smallest of things that God has entrusted to you, right? Have we ever taken a moment to ask ourselves, what has God even entrusted to me? Jesus said, whoever is faithful with little will be faithful with much. Have we ever stopped to consider, like, hey, God has entrusted me with a car, he hasn't trusted me with, with this, this house or, or this apartment, or maybe it's just a room, or maybe, you know, it's, it's technology. He's entrusted this tablet to me. He's entrusted this phone to me. He's entrusted just all of these number of things. What am I doing with them? Am I investing? Some, some people, you know, um, might, uh, might look at, you know, just the, the, the most mundane things, whether it's your car or the technology that you have, and, and we use them to, to indulge in, in, in our own personal pleasures. Instead of taking, you know, an item like, like a cell phone, right, and, and, and reaching out to a brother or a sister who might be in need, it could be a simple text message or, or, or a Bible verse or a phone call um, or, you know, FaceTime or whatever it is. We could use these things as resources for the kingdom of God to invest in the spiritual growth of people, in evangelizing people. I mean, 
if, if we shift our perspective from spending to investing, the investment never really ends until we get to heaven. And, um, and, and if that's the case, then uh, I, I, I think uh, it, it, breaks, it breaks my heart to know that sometimes we, we use our resources uh, for, for our, our own personal uh, indulgences or, or pleasures or sins. I know maybe uh, people might see technology as, as a means to maybe uh, do just unbelievable online shopping, right? Maybe uh, pornography, whether it's a computer, whether it's a phone, whether it's a tablet, right? And, and, and we, we, we have these, these commodities that can be used for good, that can be used to invest in the kingdom of God. We can use our, our cars or whatever, but yet we decide to... Uh, a lot of people decide to, to, to invest, not invest, but to indulge in their own uh, personal pleasures. And if you guys think about it, this church that Paul is talking to way back nearly 2,000 years ago, they didn't have all of these things. And yet, it, it, to this day, it blows my mind. Like, if you read through the book of Acts, it just blows my mind that these people that did not have the number of resources or transportation or money or technology or internet they turned their world upside down with the little that they had. Some people sold their entire homes and properties to provide for people in need. People shared everything as if nothing belonged to them. Like, I mean, it's crazy. Because these people understood this concept. They understood this command to do good, to be rich in good deeds, to be generous and willing to share. They, they, they had this eternal uh, mindset. They knew what their purpose was and they knew how to live it out. But unfortunately, today, what happens is that uh, we're, we're sold lies, right? We're, we're sold lies with what we should do with our money. We're sold lies with, uh, about uh, how accountable we should be about our money. You know, some people might think that, like, no, these are my finances and they're personal. If you guys can find something in the Bible that says that you should not be held accountable for your finances, please let me know and we'll check what translation you're reading. Because honestly, like we, we are called to, to, be, to, to be transparent, to be authentic and genuine with other believers. And if that uh, entails the way we are spending our money uh, or, or using our, our, our resources, then, um, then accountability is, is uh, fair game in, in, in even that aspect. And so think, think about how different uh, things would be for the world around us if we actually invested, whether, like I said, it's our money, our technology, or our resources in the kingdom of God. The next verse says, In this way they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. Paul, Paul he, he writes this as if it's a given that, hey, if you do these things, if you follow these, these, these particular commandments regarding your money or your resources, Paul says, you're going to lay up for yourself a, a treasure as a firm foundation for the coming age. So what he's, what he's saying is that, hey, if you invest in what God has entrusted to you, you're going to have a return. Now, I, I'm, not, I'm not some you know, trade line broker, stock broker. I don't know a whole lot about that. But I know that if you put some money in the bank with interest, when you take it out, you're going to have a little bit more than what you put in. It's, it's simple uh, algebra. <laughs> but, uh, but nonetheless, uh, what, 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 what Paul is getting at is that he's, he's, make, he's making a very bold statement. 
He's saying your, your investment will pay off. Because these are the things that, that, that we find in the kingdom of heaven, whether, whether it's, it's, uh, it's good works or, uh, or investing in, in the right thing. Now, you guys might be asking yourself, well, what, what does it look like to invest in the right thing? It could be, like I said, a number of even the smallest things, like I said, using, using our resources for, for the good and the benefit of, of the people around us, especially our church family. It could be something as simple as giving someone a ride home with your car instead of being like, nah, man, like, I don't want you in my car because you're going to get it dirty, you know? Um, and if, if, if we shift our perspective on, on, on what resources we have and how they can be used to invest in the kingdom of God, right? Imagine this. Imagine that one day we, 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 we get to heaven. We get there and, and they do, you know, the, the whole shebang and, and you're there and you meet Jesus face to face. And then you start looking around and then you're like, bro, Chuck, I prayed for you. I invested my time in you, Chuck. Dude, Noel, I gave you a ride X amount of times, you know, at, to church and you grew in your faith and, and like you were legit. And like here you are in heaven and you're, you're not in eternity away from God. You know, think about that for a second. Think about, you know, that moment in eternity where all of a sudden we're going to realize like, oh, these were the things that mattered. How I used my time, how I used my energy, my resources, my technology, this is where it pays off. Now imagine the opposite. Imagine the opposite of where we're like, we're showing up with our bag of hot Cheetos thinking we're going to get into a movie theater and we're like, oh, that's what they meant. That's what Paul meant by, be, uh, by being generous and willing to share. That's what Jesus meant to store up treasures for ourselves in heaven. Oops. Left my iPhone back there. Left my nice car back there. I never used it for anything other than what I wanted to use it for. Imagine that. Imagine these, these two different scenarios. Like, yeah, you made it. You made it into the kingdom of heaven because you put your faith in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Yeah, you made it. But when you get there, what treasures are you going to find? People themselves are treasures. Paul refers to the, the church of Philippians. He says, you are my joy and my crown. There's, there's, there's something about uh, the people that Paul invested in that he saw as, 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 uh, as a treasure. So I want, I want us to, to, take, to take into deep consideration the way we're using uh, everything that God has entrusted to us and think of these scenarios where when we get to the kingdom of heaven, hey, what's going to matter? What, what mattered most? And that's, that is really hard. That is really, really hard because I, I don't tell you guys this because I'm living it perfectly, honestly. Like, I could totally indulge in a whole season of Dragon Ball Super, and I'm just like, what did I just do with my life? You know what I mean? I, I don't say this because uh, I, every last dollar that I have or that I spend is like, Oh, totally invested in God's kingdom, but that is the route that I'm on. That is, that is the path that I am working toward. That is the destination that I want to be at. And I invite you guys to join me on, on this journey in, in the way that, that we see our resources and, and, our, and our money and to, and to be ready to do good, to be ready to, to uh, do good works, to, to be willing to share. I don't want us to end up like... You know, those of us who have tried to sneak snacks into a movie theater where, you know, we, we think we're going to end up with, we have, we have all these things here on the, in, in this life, and then we get to heaven, and then it's just like, oh, well, I made it. I kind of smell like smoke a little bit, but 
everything else stayed there. You know? And if we, we dive into just a little bit of verse 20, Paul says, Timothy, guard what has been entrusted to your care. Replace that with your name. Luis, guard what has been entrusted to your care. Whatever God has entrusted to you, guard it and use it for what he wants you to use it. Not for our own personal pleasures or our own personal gain. Fill in the blank. Guard what has been entrusted to you. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for the opportunity for us to be here again. I thank you for your word, God, that you preserved in this text that we have unlimited access to, Father, in so many printed copies of your word, Father, in, in, in apps, in, on the internet. God, just thank you. Thank you that you've preserved your word, God. And I pray that your word may take effect in our lives, Father, as we, as we continue to navigate on a day-to-day basis, considering, Father, what have you entrusted to me? What have you entrusted to us, Father? Whether it's this building, whether it's our technology, God, whether it's uh, the, the material possessions that we own, Father, would, would we not be like, uh, like that warning in 1 John, Lord, in the book of 1 John, where, where John says, if anyone has material possessions and sees a brother in need and does not help them, how can the love of God be in that person, in that person God? Help us to not be like that, God. Help us to see people in need, whatever kind of need it may be, God, financial, emotional, mental, physical need, God, and help us to meet those needs. Help us to consider how we can use our resources, Father, for the sake of your kingdom. Help us to consider, Father, how we can use our resources to reach the lost, God, the way that you've called us to. To seek and save the lost, the mission that Jesus Christ came to this earth, God. Would you help us, God, because we can't do it on our own. I can't do it on my own, God. I'm selfish, and I, and I want to use my resources for my own personal gain, God. Would you help us to be accountable to one another, God? Would you help us to, to pursue these endeavors in the context of community, God, where we have people that, that sharpen us and encourage us and refine us, God, and that we would not be conformed to the pattern of the world, God, that we would not just spend and splurge and buy into the lies that our society tells us to, Father, whether it's Black Friday, whether it's Christmas time, but that, God, that we would invest in your kingdom, that we would invest in what matters most, and would you show us, God, what matters most. In the name of Jesus.